0: W E E I. Get Boston Sports Original on the go wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. Noon straight up aggression Fourier. Hiya! Patriots are starting to come together for 2024. We will get to that, but we started today's show talking about the Bruins getting a 4 3 win in a, a nine round shootout. Charlie McAvoy was the hero yesterday. Bruins uh, get a win before they uh, head out on the road. It was a four-game winless streak for the bees. Now, <coughs> pardon me, they will uh, head out to Western Canada for. I'm sure the uh, the always lovely Calgary, Edmonton, Winnipeg. I didn't even look, but you just start naming some of the uh, the real toilets of Canada. And uh, you can come <laughs> up with uh, Western Canada uh, pretty quickly. But it also got us uh, rolling when the breaking news hit at about uh, 5 after 10 that Matthew Slater has announced his retirement from the NFL and Foyer within the last, eh, I'd say, eight minutes or so. Bill Belichick has issued a statement on Matt Slater said, Matthew Slater deserves every accolade someone could receive. He's a a once-in-a-lifetime person, the best core special teams player in NFL history. His daily, weekly, and yearly work ethic paved the way for his unsurpassed performance. Matthew's the finest example of what an intense competitor in human beings should be. He has a great role, or he has been, excuse me, a great role model for the teams, players and coaches that I have coached, Matthew is exceedingly kind and supremely loved and respected by all his peers. I am one of many who feel incredibly blessed to be his teammate, coach and friend. Man. Wow, he threw the friend in there. I mean, that is uh that is laying it on there from uh from Bill Belichick. Um there was not only the personalization of it in the end there, like you said, Christian, but paved the way for his unsurpassed performance. I know you and I were sort of talking about it a little bit earlier, but it sounds like that if somebody on that committee over in Canton, asshole, Bill B. Hoodsworth, his thoughts on this, that, uh, Matthew Slater is a Hall of Famer in the eyes of Bill Belichick, it sounds like. Yeah, and, you know, Bill uh, gets so much credit for identifying, you know, uh, what's important in the NFL. He's been in the league so long, he's had so much success, he's come across some of the greats, and even he is famously quoted as, you know, I've been lucky enough to, you know, coach the best defensive player. The best offensive player and the best special teams player in the history of the NFL. To me, uh, listen, that was a great that was a great quote. Like he'll he'll have a red jacket. He is absolutely a red jacket a guy. Not if even a wants, question. If yep. he wants to be part of the organization, they could not hire him quick enough. I don't know if he'll do it. Everything he said is true. I mean, everything. If you're looking for a role model for your football player, this is the guy. Like honestly, without any. With anything like this, is the guy you hope that your son, your if he's the football player, acts, works out, and does this, does everything right. Now, the bigger question is the whole hey, next stop Canton. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Here's a wild card in that, and I just thought of this during the the top of the hour. At what point does Bill Belichick start to not? Advise, don't get me wrong, but at what point, given Bill's history and understanding of the game in general, do the people in Canton, whether it's forced by the Hall of Fame or that voting committee or whatever, when do they start to maybe lean on Bill a little bit for some historical perspective for some of the sort of tougher decisions that feel like that selection committee has been kind of charged with, right? You and I have talked about the gaggle of wide receivers where most would look and say, oh, they all have great numbers. They should all go into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but they don't. Antonio Gates was an interesting example. The the leader in the free world of everything and catches and da-da-da and all this stuff didn't make it in. So I'm wondering if as the decisions get harder – if Belichick either goes back to coaching for a couple of years or maybe just doesn't get back in, is that a historical resource? it might be good for that Hall of Fame room to be able to parse through s- certain players like this. Yeah, isn't there a name for, like, those guys that like that are, are oh, God, it's no, not the they're custodian. Like the, no, it's they're, like the, they're, they're the, the team historian or yeah, whatever. I feel like there was, Remember? like, a legit, like, name for that that they use in other historical societies as opposed to save this river, save this statue. Gordon Eads at one point was the Red Sox historian, if okay. I'm not mistaken. Um I, I will say when it comes to just the overall Hall of Fame, The guys that you want to talk to are the coaches. If he's an offensive player, you talk to every defensive coordinator that had to coach against that player. If it's a defensive player, talk to all the offensive coaches. If it's the special teams, you talk to the special teams coordinators because those are the only guys that really know how challenging it is to stop said person on each side of the ball. They can add the layer of perspective – that there might be some insight in that room, but it would add a whole nother layer, I think, in terms of breaking ties, for example. Yeah, I mean, because isn't that... So, because each... Team has, or each guy that of the Hall of Fame for the Patriots have. Is it Ron Borges still? Is it that? Uh, is it still I, I him? do believe Borges okay. is the representative from around here. Okay. A lot of those guys, it's kind of an emeritus sort of scenario. Yeah, they never. Like, I think leave. John McClain is still the guy in Houston and all that. Yeah, and that's not to pick on any of these guys, but that's normally a role where you yeah. Uh, uh, again, you're not put a 25 year old in the room. Yeah. in terms of hey, we're putting people in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he has nothing to compare to. I just think that those guys need to be part of the discussion because I think it's an overall discussion. Not that not that you know, Matthew Slayer is not a great player. He obviously is. Like mm-hmm. he's got all pros. He got Pro Bowls. He's got championships. He's been in big games. He's been and been in a ton of. So his reputation is, is speaks for itself. The idea of a special teams player like a gunner being in the NFL Hall of Fame, I think I have a problem with. And and I would ask you, how would you even quantify or convince me that what any special teams player like Matthew Slater oh, man. did to change the impact of the game? On a regular basis, so you're looking for some sort of metric. Yeah. Okay. Is it? Is it? Uh. You know. Uh. uh you know. Downing the ball inside the twenty. Is it uh, tackles on uh, as the gunner? Is it? How do you quantify what he did on kickoff return? He's not a returner. He's a blocker. How do you quantify what he does on punt return? How many punts has he blocked? And uh, he's a blocker on punt return. Like, how do you actually say? Give him or any person like him, and there's not a lot because you would have to be able to play a long time to be recognized for just being a special teams guy, not a kicker, not a punt returner. Which I think is Devin Hester just got in like that. You which go well, I quibbled with too. Yeah, like, I, didn't, right. I didn't like that at how, all. Okay, but. so he's got the most punt returns ever. Okay, but I mean, he played 12, 13 years. Like, how often did he really impact the game? People just fear him. That's why some of these older coaches might be good for that room in Canton. I would say you would start to look at things like um, open field tackle percentage. Okay, and if he's double teamed, he'll never get near it. And that's why you have to have a coach in there who, like Belichick, might be able to point out, listen, when we got the guy In the first five years, we were able to turn him loose like Tasker and he went and made plays. Then when people started getting hip to the game, he got double teamed or taken out, but look what it did and opened up. Like I think what you would do is a lot like having a great, say, wide receiver or a great pass rusher on defense. How did the way other teams reacted to trying to take that guy out of the game on special teams who did it open it up for? How were we able to coach around it? Da da da. Like down ball percentage yeah, or something and, like that. And so, right. and you tell me, like, how are you going to put in a, a special teams guy uh, over an Antonio Gates? How are you going to put him in over a Rodney Harrison? Well, when we, there's an actual, there, the amount of times that they're on the field is so significant. Is so good. Like a kicker, I would say a kicker. Is hard like Adam Vinatieri. Oh my God, he waltzes in. No, he does. And I would say one. Okay, uh, it's either you you would have to have a, a high success rate. One, you would have to make significant kicks and not just one, multiple kicks which in he's big done. games, which he has done. Yep, unheard of type situations. And you would have to like, or you'd have to have like, I hey, he hasn't missed. He didn't miss a kick uh, over uh, you know under fifty yards in ten years. Something nutty. Like it would have to be special. Like what Adam Vinatieri did is special, and his longevity is special. The kicks he made are are, are, are uh, iconic. But I don't know about a special teams guy like a Tasker or a Slater if they really belong in the Hall of Fame. Well, for you, uh, C Town 5866 in the uh, Twitch chat, you can watch us do the show, twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI, or just go to YouTube, type in WEEI, and click on the live stream said Devin Hester got in before Rodney. And that's where Slater might actually have an advantage because there's a waiting room at safety. There's a waiting room at wide receiver. There's a waiting room at tight end. There is no waiting room for the special teamer. It was more of the how do you get those guys in, who is in there sort of banging the drum and making the case for this as well. Because remember, Today is the day that Slater retired. So what? we're in 2020. So he doesn't even come up for discussion until 2029. How will the purview of special teams have changed by then? Will there be more coaches out there who are sort of explaining why guys like this or Devin Hester or Vinatieri will be in by then? You know, why those guys are there. It's more than just the one big play, but we've got to have the right people to sort of add context because it feels like whatever case Steve Tasker had has long been since kind of shelved and forgotten about. Yeah, so he was the one guy that was. But without the- him, Hester doesn't get in. But I would even, even with Hester, it is. How often do you actually affect the outcome of the game? If there's 16 regular season games, now there's 17. How often are you in a, in a position to make a difference? So that's why I say, okay, so what makes Devin Hester special? I don't know. I'll, if he scores a touchdown, that means he's good. Well, I would like to talk to a special teams coach back when kickoff returns mattered and punt returns are still a thing, but how difficult it was for you to tackle him. Like, I would say there's other guys that are probably just had a lot of skill. Also, there I can't remember the guy's name that used Get to call Mike the, Westhoff on the phone, damn it. No, I'm serious. No. Like, who's the who was the the human joystick? Was that he played for Kansas City? You remember his that nickname? Kansas City uh Oh man. Or even Denver had a guy. It wasn't Tyree Kill, or you think no, was what, this are you is thinking 90s. Of Hall. I think it was Hall. Dante, Dante. Hall. Dante That's Hall Yeah. He was pretty good too. Sure. Tim Brown was Pretty damn good. Well, he is in the Hall of Fame. Well, so. yeah, and 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 that was uh, that was like a cherry on top of the Sunday in terms of what he yeah. did in the return game. But no, I I, I understand what you're saying. But I think I'm not a, against it. But just prove to me how like you have to make you have to make it make sense. And I don't know if you can. That's why you need a. Uh, that's why you need a coach in that room to be able to add context because if it's just left to the writers and the people who are kind of representing each city, I don't, I, I'm not saying they do a bad job. Don't get me wrong. Like when Slater comes up if Borgi is still the guy in there, you know, five years from now, banging away, being the presenter in that room, he'll do a good job. And the one thing about Ron Borges is he's done a great job with it. Just ask Andre Tippett and people like that. You know, I'm sure Ty Law can speak to it a little bit as well of, you really get in there and present that case. I feel like you've almost got to let people in that room who normally wouldn't be there to help make a case for someone like this. Well, he's got a – he he would probably have even better than Taskers. He played longer, won more championships, had more wins. Super Bowls. Super Bowls. Like those it. things hey, carry a lot of weight. And him being a good guy helps big time. Big man, he's Jackie Slater's son. Well, and you know what? Um, would they be the first father son duo in the Hall of Fame? We, um, I don't know about that. That's a good question. I don't know if the Brown family (laughs) has already beaten them to it because of the you know, with the old man coaching from back in the day and all that. Um, oh, I had something I lost. You hit me with the the family thing, and I, I was just about to make a point, and I lost my train of thought. Damn it, no, I can't remember. It's okay. It happens to me literally 10 times. I day. know, I know. But normally Welcome it doesn't. To the club, normally buddy. I'm like, oh, okay. And then yeah, I was <laughs> like, oh, wait a minute. I started thinking about that uh, that whole uh, father son thing and all that stuff. Uh, we do have some folks who went in on Slater as a Hall of Famer. We've also got to get to the moves of the day in New England because in just a very short 36 hour period, not one, not two, But three veteran leaders all exited stage left. That's got to have an impact on this team. And then where do the Patriots go from here? Fourier and I'll get into that. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A U D A C Y. Say W E E I is a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more Gresh and Fourier on WEI. By the way, I know Curran today. He was on vacation. Here's the joke. A big old dose of bad medicine being served up down at Gillette Stadium foyer because now it is beginning. Not one, not two. I can't get all the way to seventeen or eighteen. The eighteen or seventeen assistants, whatever it is for Gerard Mayo, have been uh, named and completed, and they've named names. They even and sent out pictures. Uh, yeah, that's right. We got the uh, we got all the uh, the the little uh, photo album that went out for the way they'll put it up on uh, Patriots.com. dot uh, There's one thing that stands out to me, and you and I talked about it in terms of you know who's going to be the guy on the staff that will be uh, the let me help you run the game guy. Who's going to be the guy on the staff that will help with? Timing issues, timeouts, things like that. Uh, I don't know who that's going to be. Unless they're putting a headset on Robin Glazer, I I don't know who on (laughs) staff, Christian. That is my best guess is that that Ben McAdoo is just listed as a senior offensive assistant. It's either that or you're tapping into the dual mind of offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt because he was a quarterback, so he's been in real game-time situations to make decisions like that, but otherwise, it's going to be whoopsie by fire, it looks like, in terms of running the game. Uh, Okay, um, I'm going to name some of the um, offensive coaches, and I want you, want to see if you can identify the one name that's missing. Will you do, just humor me real quick? Sure. Okay. Of course. Uh, tight ends coach Bob Bicknell. Uh, I do believe from the infamous Bicknell coaching family, if you go all the way back, Foyer, to the UNH days. Really? In BC, there was Jack Bicknell. Uh, Jack Jr. actually recruited me for a hot minute to really? New Hampshire. Well, there's our end. He while well, well, Jack McNeil Jr. was also head coach of like Louisiana Tech. I don't know where he is now. But uh, the Bicknell family goes way deep, in okay, the, in the football world. I'm going to go way deep into the coaching, the tight ends. All right, so the so, so let's, let's keep going. There's well, Tyler. The, I, There's, I, what a shock! By the way, you led with the tight ends coach. Oh, was the first. He was first, top oh. left. Oh, New okay. Patriots coach. I'm going left to right. Oh, all right. And I'm only going to name the offensive coaches oh, or okay. coaches assistants. Any only offensive side. All right. Okay, Taylor Rambry, running backs coach. Uh, Tyler Hughes, wide receivers coach. Uh, Robert Kugler, uh, off- assistant, offensive line coach. Heard about that guy. Uh, ben McAdoo, senior offensive assistant. Sure. Uh, Michael McCarthy, offensive coaching assistant, quality control. TJ McCartney, quarterback coach. Um, let's see. Oh, Scott Peters, offensive line coach. Uh, let me see. Taekwon Underwood, assistant. Wide receivers coach. Okay. Okay, let me see. Any more offense. So I have named all the offensive coaches that the New England Patriots has have released. So these are the coaches Ooh. with pictures that they are identifying as being part of their staff. Gresh, who is missing from that list? A wide receivers coach? You're close. Keep going. You're getting warmer. Quarterback's coach? No. It's, no. Going no, the other way? No. Wide receiver coach. Stay with the wide receiver coach. Who is missing from this list that was coaching the wide receivers? Oh, it'd be uh Troy Brown. Troy Brown. Oh, I got you. Okay. Troy Brown yeah. is not on this list. No. Now I remember we're in the senior bowl game. Yes, the senior bowl, like he did not have he was one of the only coaches that didn't have the little flying Elvis patch. Or he didn't have any any patch identifying him with a team. So when I look at this list that the Patriots have her list, I look at all the offensive coordinators, all the different coaches. They have a wide receivers coach being Tyler Hughes. Now he runs the room; he is in charge of the room. And then Tyquan Underwood is the assistant wide receiver coach. I'm, I'm, I'm. Not so thinking- why don't they have Troy listed when there are multiple media reports saying that Troy is coming back? And that he's on the staff, but he's Easy. not in the role. What what if you're not if, gonna have three people in the wide you already have a wide receiver's coach, and now you have Tyquan Underwood, who is the assistant wide receiver coach. You're not gonna have Troy Brown assistant to the assistant wide receiver coach. Where uh, according to uh Doug Kai to Mark Daniels and people like that. Uh, apparently Troy Brown is returning. They don't know the role and you're right. There is no natural fit. Specialty well, return specialist guy. Well, because Brian Belichick's going to stay and do safeties, still waiting for fans to revolt on that at 617 nine seven ninety three seven. He did all last year. Uh, and Mike Pellegrino kind of the same thing. Wasn't he the one of the lacrosse guys, but he's staying around. So I guess when Mayo says it's okay, it's fine. But, but I you, digress. And you, and you also have Kobe Tippett, okay? Because I only did offensive guys. Who was Andre Tippett's uh, son? Played at Severian, all that stuff. Tried to make it in the league, couldn't. Couldn't kind of get there. He actually a, he played at Towson and then went to URI for it was either a year or two because that was in all the COVID. Junk yeah. And yada, so yada. and he is listed as because I would think this would be a position that Troy should have. Kobe Tippett, Andre Tippett's son. Uh, friend of male's FOM now. We're changes from FOB to FOM. That's right. Uh, That's special right. Teams Coaching Assistant Quality Control. So and this would be to add it to Tom Quinn, who is the special teams assistant coach. Oh Jesus. Who also answers how much, hold on. How much collaboration nation could there be? Uh I'm trying to <laughs> uh yeah so I I know he will be repurposed he will be somewhere in the building. No clue where it's gonna be. You would I would assume it's quality control esque. Maybe it's scouting. Don't know. He's not on the staff. As of right now, what they announced, not on no, the staff. No, he's he's not on their no, he's not on their list. You're their exactly staff. right. I mean, again, and it's reports from guys like Kyde and Daniels and people like that. The Troy is around. We just have no idea what his role is going to be. I just think that that's um (laughs) it feels like one of those yeah he's on the staff well what does he do well well you know Bill O'Brien's up in BC I don't know if they have a wide receivers coach special teams coordinator something like that you imagine Troy Brown having to go on the road to recruit it would be hilarious to show him his uh you know I got bingo commercial Oh, we're going down down the Charlie Weiss road. I'm telling you. Hey, you know, you really want to play all the rings on one hand and then scratch the side of his face and do the, you know, know, I'd go to Charlie Weiss. Yeah, Yeah. it is interesting because the wide receivers were probably one of the worst positions on that team last year. They were not any good. What would you say you do here? Maybe just, maybe this, and it would think Gerard Mayo played with, uh, Troy Brown has a good relationship with him. Imagine what that conversation is like. Hey, I'm bringing in an outsider to coach the wide receivers. And oh, by the way, uh, that guy's, I'm going to hire another outsider as an assistant. You think Mayo just hands that off? What do you mean? The craft? To the assistant. To the the right-hand person. Hey, Troy and I have had a good relationship for a long time. Robin, do you think maybe you could talk to Troy on this one? I'm serious. Like, Uh, I just wonder because it's because that's not in the spirit of collaboration.
1: I know. It
0: obviously feels feels like uh, he's just kind of there. They're not going to just walk away from him, but he's not going to have any power. He's not going to have a group to coach. Is he a favorite of someone? No, I'm not talking about coaching staff. I'm talking about upstairs. Like, Uh, I'm just trying to figure out, considering it was rip the Band-Aid off, burn the silos down. Ah, we're not doing it the old way anymore, even though we're stealing a whole bunch of tactics from Bill. Um, I don't know. It just makes me wonder if there is kind of somewhere someone in the organization who was fond of Troy and was like hey it might be okay to keep him around or whatever. You, like you are telling me like so they bring in Taquan Underwood as the assistant wide receivers coach you can't make Troy Brown the assistant wide receiver coach? Yeah, that was um that again that's the whole no, uh, we're going to but that that is ding dong witch dead. Uh just now I'm going to start using. Damage. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. start using. That's what it feels like, but then again, he's going to be on this I don't know, what do you have him do? How do you feel about the friends of uh, the FOMs? I mean, I'm I'm just I'm waiting <laughs> for the fans to revolt. Yeah. When they heard the name Brian Belichick last year, people freaked out. Now, Twitch chat, nothing. Yeah, because Gerard Tex, Mayo's nothing. Yeah, because uh, Gerard Mayo's uh, brother is now the and we we said this last week, the first thing they're gonna do is get rid we of Moses were, Cabrera. We were on this yeah. from uh the the day that Mayo was named head coach. Yep. Get ready for the one of the things that people complained about was friends of Bill or family of Bill. Well, there you go. New uh, new guy, head coach, names his brother, head of strength and conditioning, 617 <laughs> 779 Guess what uh, we're getting for, yay? Yeah? I know. Crickets. I know. Crickets it's, now. It is. It because is. Bill was just bad. And he had to go <laughs> Yeah in such an important position too. I think that's that's one of his best hires, quite frankly. He's going to have a direct line, a personal you know, you know, and and let's say his brother's a really good strength coach by the way. Um to the, to that room, which yeah. is where everything which is where everything starts, everybody talks, that's where all these guys it's you get all the information from the weight room. And that's the thing for me, I'm not uh denigrating uh Daron Mayo getting the job. I'm just wondering where the outrage is from fans. Yeah. You know, How can another, I, it is. It, it'll, it, it, it'll take two years of a bunch of people getting hurt before then people will it'll be like, oh, I was mad at this when Bill was here, and then get, you know, retroactively upset over it. Hey, we did have another retirement who? that we didn't touch on. A Patriot retirement? Yeah. Ooh, James br- Ferretz is walking oh, away. Your thoughts. Uh Zero thoughts. Who will be the guy that they stash on the practice squad for years and call him up for two games a season? <laughs> I mean, he's he will probably end up being an offensive line coach somewhere in the state of Iowa, Iowa. Where, Where does brother get hired? Did his brother I get a new he went back to job yet? Oh, that's right. Remember it what, remember they he was pushed repurposed. Him out? Yeah, he was repurposed. Oh, they did? They, they must they, have. He's uh he's now in charge of corn. Yeah in uh at the University of yeah. Iowa. You know that whole thing, uh, we work corn fed, you're in charge of that. Oh man, 617 nine seven ninety three seven. Lawrence Guy and Adrian Phillips, along with great leader like James Ferentz. Oh, I was just sick of seeing that guy. Why did you, he's uh, a lineman. He's a, dude, he is a, he's a, he's like, a, you know, like a cockroach. You can't get rid of this guy. You just can't get rid of him. He just keeps sliding through and existing and playing and just you know keeping his head out of the way, you know, and staying out of trouble. And he's a, uh, the F-O-B. only well, there you go. The only spot he would have gotten an opportunity to languish on the practice squad in the NFL would have been here under Bill. Yeah, that's it. And I think that's why furrow the brow and be like, "Ugh, this guy." Anyway, uh, no more Lawrence guy. No more Adrian Phillips. Let's talk about those two first before we lump it all together in terms of the bigger picture view of what's gone on down there. Uh, Listen, is Lawrence Guy replaceable? Yes. However, we got to know him a lot in interviewing him on this show, Um, and you hate to sort of highlight it's another good person leaving the building, but that's really exactly what it is. He Lawrence Guy was not revered at a level like Matthew Slater is, but he's not far off. Um, He was a voice in that room that at times I'm sure they needed. And now you're, I mean, I guess then the most tenured guy. You do stuff Dietrich-wise, so there is that voice. But really now becomes much more about Godshaw and Barmore, and their personalities are very, very different yeah. than the way Lawrence carried himself. And we kind of talked about this last week when we were kind of going through the list of guys that you would keep and not keep, but, but it was purely numbers related. And uh, I was like, yeah, like Lawrence Guy is going to be replaced by some young kid that they need to develop, and, he, and they can't afford Lawrence Guy to take that guy's developmental reps. Even though, you know, He's a good guy. We love him. Had a great career. Not really expensive. They could probably find it. No, they're going to need to start developing other people. It feels like Jeremiah Farms might play his way into that. I brought up Daniel Aquali, and Aquali to me is a perfect backup. Plus, he's about, I don't know, $1.5 or $7 million or something like yeah. that. So, he is a little cheaper, I did do the dive into the whole create six million in cap space on this, and I'm not quite vibing that yet. But when you add yesterday that the NFL threw on, I think it was like 7.3 more million onto the salary cap for next year. uh, And if you think about the J.C. Jackson stuff that you and I talked about, which is if you just cut that guy, you're saving a chunk of money. Now if the Patriots want to, they with this extra money and I know they're going to eat some in some of these releases, but you're talking about gaining 7 million more from the cap. You can gain another 13 more by getting rid of JC Jackson. The Patriots can now push themselves to 90 million in cap space if they want to. And that becomes the question. If they yeah, want if to. they want to. I feel like we're talking about the Red Sox. If they if do they have any they parameters? What are the parameters for the New England Patriots? So Lawrence guy to me was an obvious one. What do you what are your thoughts on Adrian Phillips though? Kind of felt like he yeah. had a, had a more of a chance than Lawrence guy. Uh I think it was one of those guys where the price point's just too much. You know, you're looking at $4 million for a guy who played, I don't know, I don't even know if he hit 150 snaps this year. And it also does feel like that with Kyle Duggar and with the snaps that uh, Jabril Peppers got, that uh, that a, a guy like Adrian Phillips just didn't really fit into maybe sort of where the room is going. I also think, too, the hiring of an outside and an inside linebackers yeah. coach this is also a guy getting sort of caught up in whatever tweak DeMarcus Covington and Gerard Mayo might put on this defense. Yeah, because he's a hybrid. You know, he's, I mean, for a little guy, you know, playing a linebacker position, he's a safety playing, you know, the will linebacker position. Um, He held up pretty well. But I feel like, to your point, it didn't play out as many. They probably feel that his play has diminished, and if, if they don't make a move now, it's only going to get worse. He's kind of at that age. There's no room for him, especially if their plan, which we don't know, is to keep Kyle Duggar. Then forget about it. Then then there really is no more room. However, that's not one, not two, not three. I'll be deferential to James Ferentz, okay? Four guys, with a lot of veteran experience walking out the door. Yeah, that room, right? Yeah, good point too. Guy, spokesperson for the team, uh, Adrian Phillips, same. Slater, obvious. And then Ferris even though he didn't play the guys looked up to him he was respected in that locker did room Did you see all the guys who were reacting on uh, social media to Ferentz? yeah no well, i'm sure Matt it was all Jones, positive defensive guys yes. there were a lot of people who were like hey man you you did great grunt work whatever yeah, those it was. guys those guys are respected they Devin mccordy i think yep, too yeah yep always there but that's a whole identifier of that that overall it's the team uh, getting more out of less, like a James Ferrance, uh, Matthew Slater. Um, you know, the list goes on and on. Doing the right thing. The Patriot Way. All these guys oh. encompass that. <laughs> yeah. All of them did. And I always say the simplest explanation of the Patriot Way is just to be a professional. Have pride in your work. It's really freaking simple. Show up on time. Do what you do what was asked to do. You know, that's it. Sit in the front of the row. Put your feet squarely on the ground. You know your hands folded in front of you. Be the good student. Uh, and then this, which you will love, from Jeremy Fowler of ESPN: Patriots offensive tackle Trent Brown's contract will void today without an extension from the team, setting him up to be a free agent March thirteenth, per a source. Team will carry two million. Of dead cap money into twenty twenty four from his previous contract. Not surprised. Your wish Very has good. been granted. Thank God. I already see that he's working out. He's trying to trick the next team to hire him, try to like kind of, you know, play with those numbers. He'll someone will end up signing them because he plays a premier position. He will uh he will probably look really good during free agency. He's already working out. Someone's going to overpay him, and that team will end up regretting it because once he signs, and then he'll just show up when he feels like it. It's fine. Someone will pay him. It'll probably Kansas City. Probably like a really good team, too. Oh, and then he'll go there and play great yeah. and make everyone look like idiots. Yep. Not name me because I think the guy can play. I never said he couldn't play. Mm. No. When did I say he couldn't play? When he decides to play, he plays well. What my issue with him is his uh, unwillingness to play like he's capable of playing. I think he used lazy oaf during the year. I think I was more... I think you were was uh, more severely, disparaging the Oh, map. absolutely. I do yeah. think he's a lazy... He's the poster child for lazy and stealing. Dude was stealing. No, that was the All-Star game on Sunday, on Saturday night. <laughs> Sunday night. That, it, was, it, it, that was loafing right hey. there. Hey, you can say what the Red Sox are doing is loafing. Well, there is that too. That's right. Boomer <laughs> Lone will yeah. loaf with us on Friday from uh down at Fort Myers. Coming up. Don't 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 tease it like that. Give me some F- effort. Put, put some fight. effort Hold into on. this. Why don't you put some te- effort into it. Why don't you tease it then? Uh oh crap. Why are you doing this to me now? Okay, because I had it I didn't write a tease. I didn't write teas, but I will tell you this. There are some there who think that gambling is nothing more than throwing darts and gut feels. The lighter side of sports <laughs> will debunk all of this next. Time now for the lighter side of sports. Brought to you by Awaken180 Weight Loss on Gresh and Fourier. Rafi Devers is uh, speaking. I do believe through an interpreter down at uh, Fort Myers. said Ugh. he said he told management what they need. <laughs> All right. I wonder how long, it, how hard it was for them not to laugh. Oh, you're gonna tell us what you're, you told them what what the team needs. Oh, right on that. All right then. I can just see Craig Breslau. Okay, uh, is it time to humor uh, Rafael Devers yet? Yeah, he's coming in now. He. He wants to act like he has uh, some some weight here in the building, and and pe- like and people really feel like he has the pulse of the team. Just be something other than an average third baseman, please. Just He's be better something than just listen. Be, just I'm, be average. I'm hard on the guy. He's better than average. Oh. I don't know if he should be your franchise player. But that's another story for another time because it is time for the lighter side of sports. It is sponsored by my great friends at Awaken 180 Weight Loss. If it is time for you to do a 180 with your weight, go see my friends at Awaken180WeightLoss.com. Book that appointment today. Well, for Mm -hmm. those of you, let's take a walk backwards. (laughs) Okay? How far back? And uh, Billy Lanny, if I tell a lie... Tell me I am. Whenever we found out from management that this show would be starting at some point in time of January of 2023, one of the things that Fourier and I talked about is the burgeoning gambling market here in the great state of Massachusetts and really all across the country. To which Fourier said, and I quote, (laughs) well, I don't really follow gambling. (laughs) To which I said, don't worry, we'll get you up to speed fast forward a year <laughs> Christian Fourier has been if i may uh, resistant to learning i, I think th- that uh it, it, that uh, he true. is he is set not true. in his ways because true. it is easier to just say <laughs> oh they're due or it is easier to say well my gut tells me instead of i have offered up Books, education, things like that. In fact, when I was telling people about the betting splits for the Super Bowl, there was somebody on the the Twitch and the text who were yelling at you because you were like mocking and making fun as I was just trying to gleam a little bit of information to people and stuff like that. And then unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, for people like me, those like Christian Fourier, who want to be stubborn, who want to drive to work with their left foot, (laughs) <laughs> who just want to do things differently than everybody else. Then you have Des Bryant winning a 13-leg college basketball parlay where he won $417,000. Now, mind you, ladies and gentlemen of the listening audience, when I hit my 20-plus thousand dollar hit on my 10-leg college basketball parlay, that's because I only plunked down 10 bucks. The full unit would have been for over $100,000. And that would have been way more impressive than $20, but I only did it on $10 on a bet bonus. But now because people like Des Bryant, who can't think, they're hitting big parlays. Now the foyers of the world feel like they should be more entrenched with their... Oh, it's like blackjack. Let me take a hit or gut feel or they're due. Did I tell a lie? Um, I heard. Well, there were some absolute lies in there. Okay, but I'll let it I'll let it stand. I don't care. It doesn't matter. It's fine. <laughs> I'll let it live. I don't care. I'll tell but you. Were, I, don't want, I don't want to pick over what you of, said. You lied about me, USOB, SOB, but I'm going to let it go for the betterment of
1: I don't well, want to be bogged down. Not
0: being proven wrong. Okay. I don't want to be bogged down and bickering over what you said. The reality is, Des Bryant, who put down, what, 416 bucks or something like that uh, in total, just won $417,000. And when people are asking him over Twitter about what he did or, you know, any actually, does he have any uh, suggestions or any recommendations? Bryant replied, "Quote: Honestly, I have no idea. I have no clue. I just put him down because it looked good. Oh, he literally God. just went with his gut and uh, some random mascot or color scheme that he thought was cool, and he added it to the parlay, and he won. So he he did exactly the same thing you did, Gresh, and you dug into the numbers." You went to the books, you looked at teams, you looked at splits, you did all this gambling mumbo jumbo, and all Des Bryant did was use his gut. And he was just, I may dare say, more successful. Then you One, How many times has he been rolling out these kind of bets? Because you know what I did? One time. We'll never know. doesn't matter. Oh, you bet 10 bucks. He bet $417. Yeah, that's right. I don't know what the big deal is. He has more money than both of us. My full, my, if I would have gone with my full unit, it would have been hundred dollars <laughs> on mine. Just saying full unit is funny. No, so he it was $767.68. Oh, so to again, win 417000 uh, dollars So once again, foyer. Yeah, yeah, incorrect information, moving the goalposts. No, the once fact again. is like it, it, in reality, is there can there, can you be an expert at gambling? Sure. Yeah. Sure you can. Yeah. You, my take is that you can be just as successful as by using your gut. Well, I'll tell you what, there, uh, parlay Pete and uh, bet bonus Bob. I'm just so angry if that you, a random dude here's was I successful at doing what you consider a skill. Here's what I would say I'll even give you the $100 to make $10 plays. I'll give you 10 of them. College basketball, right now, that you can come up with. I will literally come in tomorrow and plunk down a crisp $100 bill so for whatever app you're on right now that you don't have any more bet bonuses left on because you whiz them all away uh, I'll give you 10 cracks I don't listen. 10 10 leg parlays and let's put it to the test no, let's, and see let's. if you can hit 1 of 10 do the Pistons play on Thursday? I no, will, no, no, no. I'll even, I'll even, I'll, I'll up the stage. I will up skate the Skate my lane and skate. Oh, the I'll lane skate of, any lane you want to skate. Skate the lane of uh, of Des Bryant. I'll give you ten cracks at a ten dollar parlay. Try to win five figures. Okay. If I gave you ten cracks at a ten leg parlay, you would not hit it. How about that? We'll go back and forth with this all day. You, you are lucky would as you hell. You like, you like to were, flip wait, it around. How, how much? How much of luck do you think played into you hitting your, what is it? Your, was it 20? Mm, 20, 23. Twenty twenty-three. A little right? more than 23 Okay, grand. how much of, of it was luck? Well, be con- honest. Well, considering I rolled out the theory system and said it's been proven as in I've hit it before, I preempted all of that with not, hey, I'm not just throwing darts. Here is a theory that I have at the beginning of the college basketball season. Here's what it is. It's hit before, and I did it again. So it's I'm not pulling it out of my bum. Okay, let's let's uh, let's do this because it's it's time to put this to the test. It's time once and for all. You're undefeated so far, right? Were your 48 challenges? I am undefeated. I 11 to 0 over a year yeah. period. You're 11 to 0. Great. I'm the Connor I'm the Conor McGregor of this situation. Maybe <laughs> right, no, he's lost. Uh, I, I mean we can do it. We can do it one of two ways. If you would like to flip it on me, it's totally I will, fine. I, I will do. A, I would like a head to head competition. I would like to. I I I would like to say foyer versus Gresh once and for all. Winner take all. That's it. You want to you want to get busy. So you want to get down and dirty. So is it all? Uh, how how many? I got to figure it out. But we, right. it does need to be. You get, get and in the lab. It's for you. Not you get in the lab. We get in Figure out. You know the parameters. I, what did I tell you last week? You're just man. the idea guy. You work it out. No, you know what it is? I love you being the idea guy because if I let it go for two days, you forget. No, this is this. We got to, this has got to be like come to Jesus moment between us. We get once and for all. And I will, I will never mock your system. But if I win, you can never, you have to applaud my system. And we will have systems in place there you to go. do so. <laughs> all right, Joe Judge, the they're due. Or was system. that Siri? That yeah, was Sirianni, wasn't it? Yeah. Damn it! Uh, that was his, Yeah, that was his opening press conference. That was. It's amazing. Where will noodle on this? Oh well, we'll you know, down noodle in it. down in Philadelphia they might have a press conference, but God forbid the owner of the Red Sox have one. That's where we'll start the final hour next.